Just a Real Estate, episode number 134. All right, thank you for joining me here at Just a Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. My name is Mike Simmons. I'm your host. And before we get started, I just want to make a quick announcement and let you know that I'm currently accepting applications for my coaching program for the month of May. So if you'd like to get in, if you'd like to have me uh, get into your business and help you take it to the next level, I would be thrilled to talk to you. And like I said, I'm accepting applications for the month of May. And if you want to find out more, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach. Okay, on to the show. All right, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. Today is Friday, so if you're on your way to work, have a good day. If you're on your way home, it's the weekend, so be excited. Okay, in this episode, I want to talk about the five things that you should look for in a business partner. Now, this is you know a really big deal, picking a business partner or deciding whether you're going to have a big uh, business partner. So, you know, I want to talk about the five things you should look for when you're deciding on who to partner with or if someone approaches you and wants to partner, you know, maybe kind of run through this checklist and see if it makes sense. Um, Partnerships aren't for everyone. They're just not. Uh, I've tried them and the best partnership that I have ever had in real estate or really in life is with my wife. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'll talk about them a little bit as we go here. But Having a partnership with someone who you're not married to in business can be really tough and you really need to make sure that they have the five things that we're going to talk about today in place or that they are, you know, like basically if you were going to go down this list and say yes or no, that the answer would be yes for the person that you are thinking about partnering with or, you know, if you've already partnered with someone, you know, you might want to really take a look at this and see, you know, is this partnership a healthy partnership? So, you know, having a partnership can can really be a great thing for a business. I'm not knocking it. I, I think on some level, you should really make it your goal to partner with people. But having them to, you know, own part of your LLC or your C-Corp or whatever, having them to be an actual full partner where your success and your profits are their success and their profits. I don't know. I don't always think that's a great idea. As a matter of fact, I think there's a lot of ways you can partner with people without, you know, giving them literally a piece of your business. And I've done a lot of partnerships with people and, you know, it's always on a deal by deal basis and it's it's a limited partnership kind of a thing. They don't own part of my LLC. They don't, you know, I'm not sharing that level of partnership with them. So there's a lot of ways you can do this, but if you're going to take on a full-on partner, and that's what this episode's about, by the way. It's not necessarily about deal-by-deal partnerships, because <clears throat> those are just two businesses agreeing to you know, split the profits on a deal or something one uh, on a one-deal basis. I'm talking about someone who you say, hey, let's, let's form a company together. Let's own half of the company together, and you know, if, if it if it succeeds, we both succeed equally. If it doesn't, we both fail equally. That's a big step and that's a big thing. So I'm going to talk about some of the traits that you should look for when choosing a business partner or when deciding if someone is the right business partner for you. So here we go. Let's let's dive into it. Number one, and this is probably the, the most important thing. I would say it is the most important thing, that the partner that you choose or that you consider brings something to the table that you don't. In other words, they have strengths where you have weaknesses or they have knowledge where you don't have knowledge. So, 
partnering with someone who has what they call complementary skills, experiences, expertise, very, very, very important for a partnership because honestly, it's easy and it's fun, the thought of partnering with someone who's just like you and has the same experiences and the same background, the same knowledge. It's like it's on the, on the surface, it seems like this is great, right? I, I, I identify with this person. I get where they're coming from. You know, it's great. But how does having two of you help? In other words, you know, not everybody can't be great at everything in business, right? I have weaknesses in business for sure. Everyone does. Bringing someone onto my team who has the exact same strengths as I do is redundant. I don't think that it's the greatest formula for a successful partnership. You need two people who have different skill sets, different, you know, abilities and and knowledge. I think those are always the best partnerships. A good example that I could I could give you is with Apple, the founders of Apple, right? Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Steve Jobs was more of a marketer, big picture, business oriented, always looking to grow the idea. Steve Wozniak was an engineer. He liked to build things. He didn't necessarily care about the money, or at least the money wasn't what he was good at focusing on. He was good at making things. He was good at making really awesome things. Steve Jobs wasn't. His thing wasn't getting in there and building things or designing things. His his contribution to Apple was vision, drive, um, creativity, but he wasn't an engineer. He was not a software designer. But the two of them together founded Apple, arguably one of the most influential, successful, profitable companies in the last century. I mean, you can't argue with their success. And it was two people who partnered with vastly different skill sets, vastly different ideas, and the, coming together, they were they were awesome. And I think... That's what you want in a partner, someone who compliments you well, not someone who has the exact same strengths and they want to perform the same tasks that you do in the business. Okay, number two, someone who's trust, trustworthy and dependable. Now, this is tough. It's always, it's always tough to know who's dependable and trustworthy until you partner with them. But if it's somebody that you've kind of known or other people you know have worked with them or you've been colleagues for a long time, you get a good sense of people and what they're about. <clears throat> for me, I'm, I, I partner with my wife and I know she's trustworthy. I married her. That's why, that's why I you know completely know. And, and she's dependable because our financial future and our finances depend on things. And, and she's just as, as invested in that as I am, right? It's her house. It's her money. It's her livelihood also. So, you know, being trustworthy and dependable is huge with a partner. You like I said, you don't always know. People don't go into partnerships and go, I'm going to get in a partnership with this person. They're not trustworthy and they're not dependable. But ultimately, partnerships do break up because one of the two or both of them are not trustworthy and dependable, but they didn't know that going in or they wouldn't have done it more than likely. So it's a kind of a gut thing or it's something where maybe you've dealt with a person for a long time so you have a good sense of whether or not they're trustworthy. But it's something to definitely, definitely think about. Okay, number three. Uh, number three is um, 
that you want your partner to be versatile enough to step in for you if needed. And this should go both ways, right? You should be versatile enough to step in for your partner when needed. Now, that doesn't mean that what your partner does, you're good at, or it's your strength. Like I just said in the first point, you want someone who has strengths and abilities that are different than yours. But if that person should get sick or you know, whatever, can't perform or can't do what they need to do, or maybe they go on vacation, right? Maybe they just, they have a vacation with their family or whatnot. You need to be able to step in and at least perform their duties adequately enough to get through a period of time where that where your partner's not gonna be available. And the same for you. They need to be able to step in for you if you're on vacation or you're sick or, you know, in some way can't perform your duties as a partner. They need to be able to step in and at least get through it well enough until you get back. So that's important that you know, there's some versatility there and, and your partner should be versatile. They should be willing and able to step in and take care of things and grab the reins for a period of time. Okay, <clears throat> number four, you want to make sure that your partner has the same drive and desire to succeed that you have. Now, this is important and it may seem silly, but in the beginning, in the beginning of a partnership, usually everyone has tons of drive, there's a lot of enthusiasm, everyone's excited, there's a lot of optimism. As time goes on, things, challenges come up, you know, there's there can be little failures here and there in the business and people can lose their drive, they can lose their desire and that'll kill a business, right? As soon as somebody sort of loses their appetite for the business, it's on the road to failure. And the other thing to consider is if you partner with someone, to use an extreme example, let's say you know, you're working a day job and, and you're trying to get your real estate business started and you know, you're driven by the fact that you want to get out of your job, you want to be financially free, maybe you want to take care of a, of a parent who's elderly, maybe, you know, whatever, your kids are getting ready to go to college and you, know, you want to be able to, to, to pay for that for them. Whatever the case may be, you're, you're, you're working hard and the money is very important to you and you need to make it. And the person you partner with maybe is, you know, maybe they're really young, they still live at home, they don't really need a lot of money, they're going out and partying with their friends and, you know, it's just not the same level of need that you have. Or if the, if the business doesn't go well, it's really not going to be a big deal for them. They'll just move on to the next thing. No big deal, right? That's not the kind of partner you want. I don't care how good they are at whatever it is you're having them do or whatever it is they, they agree to do as a partner. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. If their drive and their desire and their need to succeed is low and you know that if it doesn't succeed, they don't really have much invested. They don't really you know, have a lot depending on it. There's nobody who is looking to them to provide for them or whatever the case may be. You need someone who has the same level of drive. You know, they, they have as much at stake and, and they're in it like you are. And that takes me to number five. And the last point, they need to have as much at stake as you do, whether it's financial, whether it's time commitment, whatever it is, you need to make sure that they have something at stake. If they have absolutely nothing invested, time, energy, you know, desire, whatever the case may be, then that, that can be 
problemary or problematic, I should say. Problemary is not even a word. That can be problematic. So you want to make sure that they have they have something at stake. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be financial. I'm not saying that. A lot of times, many partnerships, somebody brings money to the table, but the other person brings something, expertise, time, you know, um, experience, whatever the case is, they need to bring something to the table just like you and have something at stake, right? So I guess what I'm trying to say here is having a business partner is not for everyone. It really isn't. And I'm not a big fan of starting a company with someone and partnering that way. It's it, it, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. It's just, I, it's not, it's not something I do. It's not something I think about doing a lot. It, it's something that would have to present itself and just be a, an obvious, you know, great situation. You know, like I said, my business partner is my wife, and that works out perfectly because our goals are completely in line. Don't feel like it's necessary for you to have a business partner who's in the LLC with you, right? Who shares in, in shares an LLC. It's definitely a good idea to partner with other investors on a deal by deal basis. I love that form of partnership. I do it all the time. But an actual partner who's a partner in your business and owns a piece of your core business, that's a big decision. Do not enter into it lightly. Please look for all the characteristics I talked about today. Look for them and see if that applies. Good partnerships can be a great thing. Bad partnerships will certainly be a nightmare. So go out there, partner with people. Don't be afraid. But just look closely at anyone who you're thinking about bringing into your core business and giving them half of your of your of your business. Just think about it carefully, but don't be afraid to partner with people in general, especially on deal by deal. Right? I know a lot of investors, myself included, who wouldn't be anywhere near where they are now if they didn't partner with other people and and join together and combine strengths. So definitely don't be afraid to partner, but look closely at anybody who you're going to bring into your core business. Okay, that's all I have for today. Okay, guys, one last thing before we go. I would just like to ask, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're really getting something out of it, if you think it provides value, then please go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It helps me out a ton. It helps me reach more people. It allows me to help more people, and that's really what I'm trying to do here is help people. I'm trying to answer questions and and provide as much value as I can. And the best way for me to reach more people and to really provide value is for you to go and give me a rating and review. iTunes puts a ton, a ton of weight on that, and I really would appreciate it. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 